I met a girl this last weekend at the Four Corners Comedy Festival, and uh, she's a comedian, and she's also very pretty, which is kind of a weird juxtaposition. I don't think good looks and comedy go together that well, and, uh, and I think it's because of the tragedy element. I once heard a comedian describe comedy and tragedy like this. He said, tragedy is when you go to pick your friend up from the airport, and he walks up to you all tan and tells you how great his vacation was. Comedy is when you go pick your friend up from the airport and he walks up and trips and spills his luggage everywhere and says, that's the third time today. Beauty is a tragedy. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, man, I think uh, it's harder for folks who have good looks sometimes to perform well on stage. So I was interested in on her take of that. And it's sometimes awkward to ask people to talk about their looks. So that's a little weird. But uh, this girl, her name is Brittany Hanrahan. She was a champ. She was up for it. She was cool. I really enjoyed getting to know her over the weekend. And so uh, I think we got a really great inter interview in store for you guys today. We're going to do it a little different, and I'll talk about that in just a second. But first, I want to talk about the weekend we had. I, uh, I just left town Monday right after the festival. Uh, drove my family up to the Oregon coast. My uh, oldest is going to college at uh, Lewis and Clark. So we're excited about that. Uh, took them, uh, took him up there, and we're just here chilling. Um, but I wanted to drop this episode. Uh, this is like a week after the festival, but we were excited to have so many people come out and participate in that festival. It was great. All the shows were great. Um, everybody who came out, all the comics who came out, like 60-plus comics came out and had a great time. We had some amazing workshops. We had um, just great venues, good crowds. We did a 3 o'clock show that had a big, nice crowd. I was really surprised by the, uh, by the turnout. Uh, the final show, the Best of Fest show at the Fort Lewis College uh, the concert hall up there uh, was fairly well attended. I think we ended up with about 150 folks in the audience, um, which, is, which is not great, obviously, but we are very appreciative of those those 150 because they bought those tickets when they thought Bobcat was the headliner. And so for them to still show up and support local comedy and support our uh, comics who took that stage last night, it was really, really cool. Um, I'm really excited about the festival. I think next year we're making a lot of changes. It'll probably be a new name. It'll probably be uh, a huger budget, hopefully. We'll have a lot more money to throw out. We'll be able to uh, take care of the comics a lot better. We'll be able to provide multiple headliners instead of putting all of our eggs in one basket. <laughs> And so uh, I'm excited about that, but I needed this week to relax, to decompress. I've really been offline. I haven't really done much because uh, it's hard work. It's a lot. It's a lot to organize a festival. It's a lot to do this, but uh, the reason we do it is because we love comedy, and I want to hang out with comics. I want to get to know folks. I want to learn about comedy. I want to learn how to do it better and learn how to travel properly, all of those good things. So we hope you guys had a really good time at the festival. I know I did, and I know I can't wait till next year. Do us a favor and log on to Facebook, find Comedy Showcase Durango, drop us a like and a follow. We're going to be posting more and more content on there in the future. We typically just use that page as an information uh, portal, but uh, we've got so many comics on there now that we're going to start putting out some really fun uh, videos and photos and things like that. So Comedy Showcase Durango on Facebook. You can also check out our website, ComedyShowcaseDurango.com. There you can find the, the official festival t-shirt for sale. Uh, those shirts are $15, but we've marked them down to $9 post-festival. So grab you a shirt and help support Comedy Showcase Durango. And then uh, today you're going to hear me talk a lot about this new album we have out. It's called Durango is Funny. It is a compilation album of eight comics in our area, and it is really, really good. I just listened to it a, a week or two ago for the first time in my car, and I just could not believe the, the quality of it. Every comic 
absolutely kills. I really encourage you guys to pick up a copy. Uh, you can log on to CD Baby and find it there, cdbaby.com. Uh, it'll be out on Spotify and iTunes and all those good things very soon. You can also buy it at our website, comedyshowcasedurango.com. Something a little different today for the podcast, I'm trying to do uh, a couple of episodes every once in a while. We won't do this a lot. And if you guys hate it, feel free to email me and tell me, Wes at comedyshowcasedurango.com. But the idea is that we want to do maybe a, a, an interview or two uh, in stereo, right? I'm from, I'm from a radio background, and we talk about the theater of radio. And uh, we want to create it so that you feel like you're right there. You might notice that I don't say a whole lot, uh, you guys. Uh, in radio, you always say you, you the listener. It's not you guys. Hey, you guys. It's you. You are the listener. I'm talking right to you dear listener. And so uh, when the, in the theater of the mind, I want to put you right in the conversation. And so I'll be on your right side, Brittany will be on your left side, and you will be right in the middle listening to us have this conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. Sit back and relax. My name is Wes Stein, and this is the Comedy Showcase Durango Podcast. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Comedy Showcase Durango. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Comedy Showcase Durango. My name is Wes, I do comedy. Some funny, some not, so like dramedy. And while other comics might be on top of me, still all these fans, these drinks, they don't bother me. And in return, I will give them lobotomies. I'll be blowing their minds like a hajid. I'll be slinging my jokes like a tajid. So if you got the coin, I can rock it. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Comedy Showcase Durango. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Comedy Showcase Durango Slinging these jokes and mocking these folks And doing my thing on the stage with these folks They know that I'm woke cause I'm well thought I joke So it's making it look like a leg I just broke Comedy, comedy, comedy Comedy Showcase Durango Comedy, comedy, comedy Comedy Showcase Durango Podcast Hey dear listener, I want to take just a second to tell you about this new album we have out It's called Durango is Funny and it is amazing. It's available right now on our website, ComedyShowcaseDurango.com. It's only 10 bucks. You can get a CD. You can also download it for $10. It's available on CD Baby. It'll be out on iTunes, Spotify, and other places very soon. We really hope you guys check this album out. We're really proud of it. It's very well recorded, very well engineered. It's got great artwork, and there's eight amazing comedians on it, all of them from our area or our region. We're really, really happy about this album, how it turned out. Pick up a copy today. Durango is funny. It's only 10 bucks. You can find it at ComedyShowcaseDurango.com. Now let's get back to the show. Brittany Hanrahan is your name. Yes, it is. Did I say it right? Yeah. Um, you are uh, from Phoenix or Tucson? I'm from Phoenix. Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. So you're here for the, uh, for the next mess or for the uh, Four Corners Comedy Festival, right? Yes. I'll be performing at the show and on the joke. That's right. You're on in on the joke tonight, which is uh, uh, at El Rancho Tavern at like 9:30. Yes. I say tonight because we're recording this the first day of the festival, Thursday. And um, man, I'm excited about this festival. Are you? I'm so excited. This is actually my first comedy festival I've ever been to. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. It was like I felt like so professional, like getting on my flight and like telling yes. people what I was doing here. I was like, I'm doing comedy business. It's yes. um really exciting. I feel like 
I actually feel like a comedian being yeah, here. Like I don't sure. have to be at bars like laugh at me. I'm like, there's a fa- my face is on a poster, which makes That's me feel right. really good. That's right. It's legit. It's legitimized. Um, yeah. I mean, you 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 came up here a ways. Like you flew in. You said you flew in yesterday. Yes, I got in here last night, and I'm staying at an Airbnb, which I didn't realize at the time is owned by a single guy. Really? Yeah. So it kind of feels like I'm spending the night at a friend's house that I like friend zoned a while back. <laughs> like I'm like I'm no, going no. to sleep. No funny business. Like I'm I'm going to bed now. And that is funny. So he's okay. Hang on a second. I gotta pause. <laughs> this guy, um, he's single, but like not in a good way. Like a creepy single. Like yes, I ran <laughs> out of the door and I sent him a message. And I was like, oh snap, I forgot my key. <laughs> he was like, well, you could come back and we can go grab a beer together. And I was like, it's fine. I will Ooh. sleep outside. It's cool. <laughs> like, I'll just be out the rug. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, and the Airbnb thing has always confused me because it's sort of different than like VRBO or something where you can just like rent your house. Like Airbnb, they might be there. It's like bed and breakfast. Like they're gonna be there. Oh yeah. So everyone is different. Some people have like Airbnb businesses where they uh-huh. own multiple complexes and then they just rent them out and you don't really see them. Right. I'm staying at one where he's like upstairs. Wow. He's just casually there. I don't know about that, Brittany. That's a little, that's weird. I was uh, like I four corners. I'll do anything yeah. even. And then I got there and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. Well now I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> I was just in the neighborhood where you were. It's not a terrible neighborhood, but it's not the best neighborhood in Durango. I mean, he did get a package that had like a picture of Taylor Swift on it. So he could be rooting for the other team. It's possible. He's gay. Yeah. But that could also be, that's creepy too. Like, you know what I mean? Like the Taylor Swift package. Is he using Taylor Swift to lure younger people to his house? That's that's always, you know what I mean? Like, if you see a grown dude who's into, like, kids stuff, that means they're just pedophiles. I don't know. Yes. His name is John. That's, like, a classic pedo name. I was hoping it would be, like, John and them. Like, but it's John. It's just oh John. Gosh. Okay. So, um. That aside, you're having a good time so far in Durango? Yes, I love it so far. It is such a beautiful town. I've just been yeah. like walking around. A lot of people have been sending me recommendations. Like I went to Carver's Brewery this morning for yes. breakfast. Oh, great breakfast. So good. I have like, I didn't realize how hungry I was until I got here because it's such a pedestrian friendly town. Yeah. So I've just been like walking everywhere and hitting my pen. So then by <laughs> yeah. the time I get to all the restaurants, I'm just like, <laughs> like I just can't even like, yes. just been stuffing my face, which is such yes. a glorious vacation so far. Good, 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 good. I like that too. Um, we need way more weed at these things, I think, for like the comics, you know, we really tried to, I mean, dispensaries are kind of stingy, which is weird, but we need way really? more. Yeah. I mean, I, sometimes they do really great deals. Like they can't give it away for free because it's like federal rules or something, but they can like give you like a, for like a penny, they can give you a joint and stuff like that. So we were thinking like, let's get penny joints for all the comics, you know? Oh yeah. I'll go under the couch, grab some change for that. That's <laughs> yeah. almost worth it. Yeah. But they, but it just didn't work out this year. But I think next year we'll, that we're going to start early, like six months ahead of time, like begging dispensaries to give us deals. Cause it's so nice to be able to come to Colorado and just like legally smoke. And I don't know, it's a, like every festival needs kind of like a nice amenity that other festivals may not have, you know? It does. Phoenix has done a really good job of incorporating dispensaries with comedy, but the downfall is you have to have a med card in order to uh. perform and attend. 
So uh. they're still rising and they're still growing, but it's exclusive. But that's cool. Like they, so they do comedy in the dispensary. Yes, and what they'll do is they will make a deal with the dispensary. So at the comedy clubs, they'll hold like a festival. So people will go in and everyone has different booths and they're selling wow. like different wax pens, CBD oil. Like the whole comedy club just looks like a Snoop Dogg video. Like it's just covered in smoke. It's so fun. And then everyone wow. afterwards they have a comedy show. And like, who doesn't want to laugh when they're yeah. baked out of their minds? That is so cool. That's such a great idea. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. Maybe that's something we could look into here. Because we're always looking for, uh, we, we've talked about doing one at a dispensary since the early days. And it just, we were always told, no, because like you said, you can't, you can't smoke in there. You can't like do stuff in there. I mean, there's no booze. But if you can like smoke weed and like actually... Well, in the places that they do, they have like little taco stands and stuff. So even if you can't drink, it's like, it's the next best thing you get to eat. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yes. they're a lot of fun. Like, and everyone yeah. is so generous and it's a really good way to promote all those small businesses. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. Let's talk about you for a second. Um, where did you grow up? Like when you were a kid? So I actually grew up in Orange County, California, mm -hmm. um, and then I left to go to college out in CU Boulder, which is like a super California thing to do. They actually, <laughs> yeah. they used to call it the University of uh, Colorado at California, because <laughs> right. like everybody yes. from California goes there. Yes. Yeah, totally. And I can totally see, like it makes sense now, like I'm looking at you, <laughs> I see the Orange County. Um but you have a personality of a Boulder, Colorado person, which is good. Yes. I was like rolling around in Orange County at the beach. And then I was like, I just want like the same environment, but in Colorado. And then they were like, here's Boulder. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, everybody. And <laughs> yeah. it was, I loved it. Like I loved my time down there. I had so much fun going to all the football games. Mm. And my, someone in my dorm was actually a stand-up comic. Oh, really? Yeah. And I had... I had not done anything stand-up beforehand. I always would look at him, and I was like, this guy. This guy is stand-up comedian. What is this? Yeah. Now I hit him up all the time, and I'm like, so uh, the Boulder scene, how's that? Mm -hmm. Can I get some shows out here? What's going mm -hmm. on? That's great. And and you did, I guess. That's where it all started. It's Yeah, I started um, doing comedy out in Phoenix. My sister and I, um, when I was moving from Boulder to Phoenix, we took a cross-country road trip. Um, and along the way, I went to a comedy show. And at that point, I was kind of just like, no rules. Let's be free. Let's do whatever we want. Like, yeah. this is the no rules type of trip. Let's yeah. go up and try stand up. Sure. And I went up and I had so much fun. So when I moved to Phoenix, I didn't really have anything to do. I was trying to meet new people and sure. get out of the house. So I started doing open mics. And next thing you know, I started getting booked for shows. And I started performing at clubs like Tempe Improv, House of Comedy, and Stand Up Live. And mm -hmm. I was just hooked. That's so cool. So when you went to the open mics for the first time, did you watch and go like, oh, I think I could do that or like I can do better than that? Or did you just think like, did you already know you wanted to try it before you even saw like an open mic and saw like how other people were doing? I had always been really interested in it, but I had only seen professionals and people who had been in the business for a long time. So I didn't know what it would be like in the beginning stages. So right. I was really intimidated <laughs> yeah. going in open mics. I remember thinking like everyone is going to just kill it and be so funny. Yeah. And then I got there and some people were amazing and some people were okay. And in those yeah. moments I thought, okay, well, if I bomb, <laughs> I'm not going to be the only one who bombed. Like right. I will just be one of the bad comics and that's fine. I can get by with that. <laughs> right. I'm, yeah, I can deal with that. That's and good. then 
I, after a while, I would just go up and, you know, it got a little easier. Yeah. I still get nervous when I go up, but over time, it just was like, you just have to say, fuck it and just say whatever you right. want on stage. Like, that's great. And it's a great way to like express yourself and really just say yeah. what's on your mind. Like all the dirty things you want to say at work, but you can't, <laughs> Yeah, you reserve them for the night. That's my favorite part about it. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, I want to talk about your looks, <laughs> if I can, for a minute. <laughs> Thank you. Um, do you think it's harder to be funny because you're attractive? Like, do you think that's a hurdle? I have been told it's a hurdle by many comics. As soon as <laughs> yeah. they met me, they were like, so you're beautiful and that's a problem. And I was like, oh, okay. This is do, like... Do you see that though? Do you Did you find it early on? Yes. I One of the biggest struggles I have is if somebody roast me or if somebody come out to me on stage mm -hmm. i have to really think with how i say things because if i attack their looks <laughs> a lot of the times people are like kill right. yourself like you <laughs> right. people look at me like oh really you are gonna make sure. them feel bad about themselves that's great but yeah, that's off limits kind of now because that yeah that makes sense do you do self like self-deprecating humor or like i haven't seen your act so i don't know like what what do you do you talk about your looks at all or do you i mean you probably want to steer away from that, right? I poke fun at myself. I mean, I used to like, I used to have very hairy arms and guys would come up to me at bars and like twist them and could say you could make a little like Native American braid with it. <laughs> and you know, that's pain. I want to talk about that sure. on stage. Good. Okay, good. You know, I would talk about my tired eyes, but I just tell people these are the eyes of someone who works hard. Like good. that's, those are the ways that I'll try and poke fun at myself. And I'll like make fun of stupid things that I say or okay. if I've been silly, but good looks is a looks is a tough road it's tough i i want to i like to breach that subject because it's something that comes up and it's like you people get the benefit of the doubt sometimes like when they walk out on stage like they have the crowd because you walk out and you're like oh this guy you know what i mean like oh look yes. at this guy uh, and then some people walk out and they just cross their arms and they go what who is this douchebag you know what i'm <laughs> saying like he can't you know what i mean like they already feel like they know who you are before you get out there in a way because you have a recognizable look you know what i'm saying and i i've definitely faced that like when i come out people just think like oh you know straight white guy and like you know whatever and it's just it's kind of a immediate uh thing and then I'm, I'm spending the first like two minutes of my set like trying to overcome and i've got to do a bunch of stuff that's maybe not uh, what I want to get to right away, but I feel like I got to I'm not saying that I'm a, a beautiful person. <laughs> I struggle with that. What I'm saying is like everybody's got something, you know what I mean? That they've got to like overcome in that first minute or whatever. Like yes. the elephant in the room that you got to address. Yeah, it has been very difficult for straight white guys in comedy. I will say it's been like a real <laughs> struggle bus for you guys. I don't mean it like that, please. Please. Yes, I'm, I do feel bad. I hear people always say like, we are done with the white guys. And I'm like, oh, come on. They're funny too. No, no, I totally agree with that. Actually. Like I, um, I mean, honestly, like I'm not, I, I don't, I don't like comics like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not fans of them. And, and so anytime I'm on stage, I'm trying to like really do something that's so unique and personal and to my perspective that like nobody else could possibly do it. Yes. And that's the only way to really go at it. But Sometimes I'm not so good at that. I'm, I guess I am. I don't know. It just varies from time to time. I have a similar struggle with, um, like, I'm sure you have the same problem with coming up with material for being a straight white man. Yeah. Like, it feels like it's been 
so done before oh, right, and right. i get very similar criticisms about doing um biracial material right and talking about how everyone said we've heard the half black half white jokes give us something else right. tell us about your life and i'm like oh well that is my life <laughs> right. so yeah that's that's what i mean like that's kind of the challenge um there's like there's nothing there's nothing in the realm of like of white straight white guy that's gonna be you know like nothing at all and nobody it's not it's not funny to me it's not funny to anybody it's just like it's nothing you know what i mean like you can't point to it if you do the only things there are negative whereas if i was black or if i was uh, hispanic or if i was irish even like i would really have a perspective then right because when i walk on stage everybody's like they see and you go okay this is where i'm coming from but just generic white guy, like, who gives a fuck? Like, when you walk on stage, everybody's like, yeah, we, we heard you. Like, you've been, <laughs> you've been running the show for 200,000 years. Like, we don't care. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like uh, so, yeah, I'm not saying it's like a disadvantage at all. It's a total privilege. But it just, it just um, I'm always curious how other people deal with their thing. If you are hugely overweight and you walk on stage and don't talk about your weight, you're probably going to struggle, right? It's like the elephant in the room. you got to deal with it. If you walk out and you have a limp, you probably need to mention your limp, right? At some point, like I've done shows with Josh Blue, Chrissy Bukley, like they're so funny because they have that unique perspective when they walk out and, and they talk about their disability. Like it's tension and break. Like everybody in the audience knows about the disability already. So they're like, they're like nervous to see what happens. And that's such good comedy because like when they break the tension and let you know they're okay with their thing then it's like oh like you know and the audience can kind of just sort of breathe. comedy showcase the podcast hey dear listener i want to take just a second to tell you about this comedy album one more time we're really trying to get people to listen to this we gave out a lot of uh, download cards during the festival we sold a lot of cds and we still have more available on our website it's comedy showcase log on there today click on the store tab and uh, you will see durango is funny it is a full-length album, 74 minutes, jam-packed with laughs. It's awesome. There's comics on there like Ali Wolf, Elliot Weber, Joshua Fournier, myself. We each do uh, anywhere from 7 to 15 minutes, and it is awesome. Everybody crushed. There was a great crowd there last night. We had an amazing audio engineer in-house to uh, record it. So, man, it just turned out so good. We are really proud of it. It's only $10. You want to get it now before it uh, hits iTunes and all of those things. You can actually order a hard copy CD if you're one of those old school people that have a CD player in your car like I do. Uh, or you can do the downloads. Uh, check out cdbaby.com. You can just search Durango is Funny or visit our website, comedyshowcasedurango.com. Now let's get back to the show. This, yeah, I mean, comedy is pain. It right. it gives relief if you're able to interpret everything that you're going through and turn that darkness into something funny. Right. And it allows the audience to be funny too because it gives you that right. that insight. Yeah. If you're uncomfortable with it, then you know it's more like you still have that negative view. And right. it's like the comedian's job is to do a good job and show you that there can be humor in mm. this weird way like i actually i work with kids um in the daytime i'm a speech therapist i work nice. with kids with special needs and they're hilarious yeah like they say the funniest things i have told kids have told me they have like these devices that they use to communicate with they look like ipads and i have kids have told me go away miss Brittany," like <laughs> on their device like 
not in the mood bring me chips (laughs) (laughs) that is so awesome yeah and they're hilarious and they're so funny but to someone from the outside perspective if you can only see that they're disabled and that they're not capable of having a funny life then like you know you someone needs to help show you that right that's so cool that's neat so so that's what you do for a living that's always interesting to find out is that what you studied in boulder you were you were going into um, like speech therapy or what kind of stuff do you do? Um, So I do home-based therapy. I go from house to house and I work with primarily kids with autism. I did get my degree in that while I was at Boulder. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it was like really hard to struggle with all the legal pot around me, but I was able to focus (laughs) and I was able to finish through. But actually my friend taught me sign language when I was in college and I thought it was really cool. Mm. So I asked him if there was um, something that the university taught that I could use sign language with. And so he was telling me about speech. And so uh, I got my degree in it and I I use speech all the time. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, like in your comedy and stuff. Yes, I. There will be plenty of times where I'll see like interpreters on different stages, and I love seeing how they do it because like they get to tell the jokes in such a fun, different yeah. way. Like they get to make like perverted sex jokes, and they get to like make the motions with their sure, bodies, which yeah. is like way more intimate than humping a stool. So yeah, totally. I love it. That's cool. I never thought about that. Like, could, would do you think stand up comedy would work if it was a if a comic was on stage signing to a crowd of deaf people? I think it's possible, but you have to be very good at multitasking. Okay. Because a lot of the times with sign language, it is the English language, but it's structured a little differently. Oh, uh-huh. So if you can figure out how to still talk and then also sign with the same grammar that pertains to the deaf audience, right. then you can have a really talented comedian on your hands that'd be really fun i used to have a fantasy about like me being a comic that could sign and also perform on stage but Mm. i only know how to sign like more want and all done and that's (laughs) that's not enough for a comedy special did you date a deaf guy was that your just more want all done exactly (laughs) i was like i want more i want this now i'm all done this relationship is all done (laughs) that's great man that's cool um i always i always think about uh unique unique comedy approaches because I always think like what's going to be the next big breakthrough in stand up and uh, I was thinking the other day because I have a trans kid like I, th- I bet a trans comic will probably come onto the scene pretty soon you know what I mean um, like maybe present as a male or present as a female or whatever but like nobody would really notice they would just be really funny and then and then it would come out that they were like born like the opposite sex and they were the, you know and uh and then everybody like it would just blow their minds, you know. Yes. Uh, and then and then or they would have a really interesting perspective in their comedy about ha- like having once been another gender. Mm-hmm. Like I was just talking to my kid about that the other day, and he was telling me that like if I ever did do stand up comedy, which I don't think he will, but he basically goes like I have a really unique thing because I spent the first like seventeen years of my life as a girl, and now I'm like kind of being a boy like starting at 17 or whatever it's yeah. like it is kind of a weird place to be in and like it seems like there'd be a lot of material there yeah i'd be curious how the comedy would shift yeah going from doing material from a woman's perspective versus yes. doing material as a man's perspective well as your true reflection that's crazy yeah you're right even for me i went through that with because i have you know obviously like i'm doing jokes about my family and you know being a dad and that kind of stuff every once in a while and so when my 
kids started to go first through this, it was a really big thing in my routine because originally it was just about sexuality. It was just like, you know, I'm a lesbian and it was like, and so there's a lot of material you can do about like a dad who finds out his daughter's a lesbian, right? And I was doing all those jokes. But then when it started being about like gender and there was questions there, I was like, how do I talk about this? Like, how do I talk about this on stage? Like, nobody's going to think this is funny at all. <laughs> and so it, I realized, like, probably just be honest and and talk about it, like, what how I was really going through it, which was, like, it was really hard. It was confusing. It was, like, these really difficult conversations where we're all just crying. And, like, and so, like, when I approached it from that honest place and then started doing it, that's when I realized that, like, oh, my God, like, all my jokes, like, everybody's jokes are very, like, gender specific they're very hetero heteronormative they're very like based in a like society that existed like a few years ago it's not really modern you know what i mean like we yeah. kind of need to catch up with like the new generation and like the way they talk and the way they think and i had this bit like where sexual favors are are not really equal because if a girl goes down on you she's doing you a favor if you go down on her she's still doing you a favor. <laughs> and, I, and so I would do this joke and like this whole bit and it's like five minutes long. And then the other day I was doing it and I realized like, oh my God, like every gay couple in the audience is thinking like, fuck you. Like we both have penises, it's an equal. And so like at one point and one time doing it, I was like, I just realized like how heteronormative this whole bit is. And so I literally <laughs> added a, a line in that joke where I say like, unless you're in a homosexual relationship, it's not an even trade. You know, just that one little line to where now I've still got the homosexual audience on my side yeah. instead of like alienate. You guys take this, uh, take this joke off. I'll be back to you in a second. Like I'm just talking to the straight white people right now. <laughs> uh, you can tell them this is for the bottoms. This yeah, is for <laughs> exactly. But yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, I want it to be inclusive for everybody. Like if I'm going to try to be as funny as I can. So yeah, it's like, it's like update the language and like, you know, try to try to talk to people where they are. And uh, I'm interested to see if that happens. Like, if there's going to be a trans comic or, like, we've seen, like, Tig, Nataro, and people like that come up and, like, start to make, like, get close to the line. You know, like, yeah. like doing, doing lesbian comedy that really, like, isn't lesbian. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of calls all that into question and just says, like, basically makes fun of society instead of making fun of them. You know how it used to be, like, Ellen DeGeneres and all them comics would, like, make fun of themselves and we would laugh and give them a pass for being a lesbian. And now it seems like they're making fun of us. You know what I mean? Like in their yes. specials, they're going, you're the guys with the problem. And we're all laughing going, ha you're right. Like we're idiots. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of fun. I hope it, hope it kind of starts to shift. Um, what is it like in, in Phoenix? I always thought it was real conservative and like everybody's got a gun. Is that, is that what's going on down there? They do have guns, but they're really nice to you at the same time, okay, which is a plus. But in Phoenix, it's a lot of it. It's because it's such a big city yeah. and the mics are in so many different parts of Phoenix that there are the more liberal areas like in Tempe over where the university um, ASU is at. Right. Much more liberal. Sure. Like those are the kind of bars you get where people will laugh at pretty much just about anything. They're pretty <laughs> fair. And then Good. you go to Chandler, which is more of like the families, the people who grew up, like they were hippies and they grew up and they made some money. So now right. they're like Republicans. Right. And then they, they're more conservative out there. Like I will still say like butthole and shit about there, but yeah. like, you know, you have to, you have to be nicer about it. You can say it in front of someone's child, like you have, <laughs> right, to, right. You have to be like kids, buttholes. Am I right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, but it's very different. It's, which I like because there's yeah. always a different type of audience. And even so the atmosphere from the bars is so much different from the clubs, yeah. like the bars, they love 
dirty humor. Oh, good. Well, that's that's interesting. At the bars, the dirtier the better. Do they get rowdy like toward the, the later the night goes? Do they start getting loud and are they are they pretty engaged and like paying attention? They actually get better throughout the night. There is occasionally there will be that one person who's drank too much and they're mm. like, I can do stand up <laughs> comedy too, and you're like. <laughs> Open mic list, dog. Like, just sign up and you can yeah. come up here. Exactly. Jeez. Yeah, you got to love those guys. Uh, what else going on down there? I heard uh, Stand Up Live is a really good club. Yes. I've so, never been there. So Stand Up Live, um, they're out in Phoenix, and they run a lot of local shows, and they also host a lot of big touring comics. Like, I've seen Michelle Wolf down there. Ali Wong was there. And then they run a lot of great weekly shows as well. Like, they've run a show down there called The Bro Show, which is women who dress up as men and do jokes as being told by men. I- I've heard about this show. Really? Yeah. Who... Who does this? So it's actually run by Courtney Wallstrom. She will yes. be here um, at uh, the festival yes. this weekend. That's awesome. Yeah, the bro show. Yeah, I think we're going to try to get those guys maybe to come up and do that here like as a showcase just sometime uh, at, the, at the theater because I think people would enjoy that. Definitely. It's such a fun show because it's such everybody knows that it's women dress up as guys. But like we I've done the show before and like my alter ego was Brad Handerhan and I went up and I was like, women, am I right? Like just can't stop having their periods. It's so annoying. And it's fun just that to like so fun. make fun of women like as you think you are a guy. Yes. Like just can't stop talking about how big my penis is, you know? Like it's <laughs> right. What great satire. I mean, what a great way to like <laughs> Because then you can, because then guys can hear how dumb they sound. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like you guys are doing a set, like that's awesome. That's fun. There was one in Denver or somewhere for a while that it was all females and they had a, like a token man instead of like, it was all girls and then one token male comic and uh, eyes like that. And their name they came up with was so cool. It was called the uh, monthly flow case. Flow case. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's cool. Uh, Phoenix, yeah, I gotta get down there, man. Um, when's the best time to come to Phoenix? Because it's always it's pretty hot in the summer, yeah. <laughs> yes, right now it's like 106 degrees. It is miserable. It's so hot Sounds out pretty, there. You're enjoying Durango because it's cool here. I love it. Like it's so nice and green here, and you can walk around, which is really friendly too. Like when I yeah. first moved to Phoenix, I got out of my car and walked into the target door and I thought I was going to pass out. Like by the time I got there, I was like, I need water. Like I can't <laughs> breathe out here, but out here it's just such a, it's so fresh. And like yeah. the air is so great. Yeah. I love being out here. It reminds me of college. Like, yeah. I just want to like take my top off and do like a wet t-shirt contest. Like oh, it's just... go ahead, we, want... um, we can add it's that. So to... fun. We can add that event to the festival. Maybe we'll see. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's see what time is it? Three o'clock. We're recording this. We got a party tonight. Yes. At the uh, at the Strader Theater, 5 p.m. Uh, we're excited about that. So, yeah, when this podcast comes out, this festival will be wrapped, and um, this will be included, like, as our little highlight reel. Um, you are on In on the Joke on Thursday night, which I'm sure is going to be a great show. But um, this is a show that Aaron Kyle Miles does where, like, explain to me how this works because it's, it's like comics from Arizona writing for uh, comics from Colorado. So how it works is the premise of the show is comedians do jokes written by other comedians. Mm. And what's going to happen mm-hmm. is there is a Colorado team 
and a Phoenix team. And so the teams are going to get together and write jokes for one comedian of their state. So I was chosen to represent the Arizona team. So everybody gave me material, which is so fun to read like other people's humor about me. Right. A lot of it is like, she's so hot. I bet she gets a lot of free drinks. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) That's so funny. But it's so fun and I'm so excited. And we're going to compete against the Colorado team. That's right. And the winner gets free drinks that's so awesome and so. you're going up against jacob jonas who's Ooh. adorable he's also very hot so that that could be a that could be a uh, end up being just like a runway show instead of a comedy show you guys might have to do like a, a zoolander style pose off or something at the end do like a backflip off the wall yeah exactly he's uh he's funny though he, that's gonna be really fun so that's cool that's a neat concept i like that um i will be at that show i'm excited uh that's tonight but you're also gonna be on another show i think through the weekend, right? Like, aren't you on another theater show, maybe? So I won't. Be, uh, I will only be at in on the joke, unfortunately. So I gotta buy fly back to Phoenix um, tomorrow night because I got a couple shows out there this weekend. Run on your piece now because you got real gigs. <laughs> you gotta do. This is my first comedy festival. This feels like the realest gig That's ever, so which cool. I'm so excited about. But it's definitely motivated me to want to reach out to more comedy festivals and yes. keep going to things like this because it's been such a fun process so far. You should and. Um, and do sign up for sign up. Uh, I'll make sure you meet Ryan MC so you can sign up for that laugh therapy open mic at if you want tonight. Yeah. Before and on the joke because that's a really great room and uh, you would have fun there and and uh, you could meet a lot of people too. So thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey, Brittany Hanrahan, you're like an Instagram model or something. So where can people find your <laughs> Instagram? Um, so you can catch me on Instagram, Brittany underscore Hanrahan. Last name's tricky. It is Irish. So I'll spell it for you. H-A-N-R-A-H-A-N. If it helps you out, there's only like three Brittany Hanrahan's on Instagram <laughs> and I'm the only brown one. So just so that narrows it down. That's right. You don't really look Irish, but uh, I guess one of your parents probably were. Yes, my dad. <laughs> That's so cool. That's awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. Nice to get to know you. We'll see you around the festival and best of luck. Thank you. Look forward to performing. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Comedy showcase Durango. Comedy, comedy, Well, comedy. we did it, dear listener. Another episode in the books. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. Thanks very much to Brittany Hanrahan for talking to me. And uh, everybody that participated in the Four Corners Comedy Festival, it was really, really fun. I can't wait for next year. Um, please check out our album. I'll say it one more time. Durango is funny. It's available on ComedyShowcaseDurango.com. You guys, thanks so much for listening. My name is Wes. Uh, Please share our podcast and episodes. Hey, check out the Greenlight Weekend podcast. Check out the Whiskey Reel podcast. And uh, uh, Elliot Weber has an album, a free album out on his uh, SoundCloud as well. Check that out at Elliot Weber. Those are my shout outs. Those are my plugs. You guys have a good day. We will be back next week with uh, more from the uh, Comedy Showcase Durango podcast. Peace. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Comedy Showcase Durango podcast.